Hello, Rockers and Mercuryans. It's Rock Mercury, and welcome to the Rock Mercury Podcast. I have a little snack today before we get into our subject of today's podcast. Um, we have this vegans, vegan chicken sandwich with oyster, fried oyster mushrooms, and it has some hot sauce on the side. I got the hot sauce and some, um, I think it's like a chipotle aioli kind of vibe. So delicious. I love this sauce. Um, then we also have a nice drink over here. This drink is so delicious. Yeah, I think it's a hibiscus drink, I believe. Um, so, so tasty. I love, I'm getting this. Mm. So, so good. So, shout out to Vegans LA here in Inglewood, City of the Champions. Let's bite in and then we're going to get into our topic for today. You might know by the shirt I'm wearing right now what the topic's going to be, but we're going to get into the topic. And um, thank you guys for joining in to, to the podcast. For anyone who can't see this sandwich, I'm so sorry. There is a video version available um, on Spotify, also on YouTube. I'll be posting it as well. But look at how beautiful for anyone who can see. Let me bite into this and then I want to go right into this topic. Oh my gosh, I gotta just put some sauce on there first. Let me put a little bit more. Ooh, let that butter drip down. This is fried oyster mush- mushrooms. There's arugula, there's tomato. Um, there's like some red cabbage, peppers, um, on a delicious bun, so good. All plant-based, all vegan, vegans. Mm. Oh my God. I hope, I hope y'all can hear that. I hope y'all heard that. Cause I tasted it and it's amazing. Mm. Oh. Today's episode has to do with this. I'm wearing a shirt today that says, God Ain't Real. It's by Man Brand, a wonderful brand that I work with. Love them. Manbrand.store. Check them out whenever you guys get a chance. Um, I want to talk about the dangers of religion today. That's the main situation we're going into. What's up, Certified? Good to see you. Um, I want to talk about the dangers of religion. I feel like... People, people kind of like make it seem as if it's not a big deal, like religion's not a big deal or anything. Um, I almost said chicken sandwich and soup right there. See, um, they make it seem as if it's like, oh, it's like, oh, it's whatever. Like people should have to respect the religion, respect this. But people aren't realizing the dangers and the lives that have been lost, the harm that has been caused to countless families, countries. Um, is people in general like any like this to, to the world the um even our actual planet has been harmed by religion so i wanted to talk about that a little bit more to go to depth in this particular podcast um because it's just it was it was weighing on my on my heart honestly i was looking for a shirt today and then i saw this shirt in the closet i'm like oh my god you know what i need to talk about this i gotta talk about why why um i designed this shirt actually with man brand dot store so on the front it says god ain't real on the back it says jesus it says jesus hates you on the back to be honest that's what it says um you see it yeah so um because you know everybody says like oh jesus loves you jesus loves you um and i wanted people to just realize that like even the jesus people are thinking about would hate what we're doing right now in the world even if it was real, which I don't believe any of it's real. Now, I grew up religious, so I'm not coming from this a complete um, ignorant kind of sacrilegious state of mind. Like, I'm coming from 
you know, an experience. I've, I've had an experience of religion, and I've seen the dangers and harms that it can cause. Um, hold on, let me grab into this little hot sauce on this burger right here on this chicken sandwich. Bite it out again. Hold on. Mmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. It's so spicy, it hurt my eye. <laughs> I'm good. Um. All right. So, the issue with religion is that it puts the mind in a very brainwashed space that makes people feel justified in creating harm and chaos, you know, based off of what they believe. They feel justified. They feel like, well, it's my religion. I feel this way about it. I feel I, feel I can do this because my God told me this. My God told me that. And the issue with that is that if a, if a schizophrenic person says the same thing, and they're like, oh, uh, my inner voice told me to go and do this horrible thing or do that horrible thing, you know, then we call them crazy. You know, we call them like, oh, that's insane. Like, we can't let that kind of thing happen. We got to protect ourselves from people who are dangerous and all those kind of things. Meanwhile, there's nothing different about religious people, in my opinion. When it comes to religion, people are interpreting these ancient books that aren't really even that ancient, as we think, because they've been corrupted so many times. We've been lied to and told that, oh, it doesn't matter who wrote the books. Oh, it doesn't matter at all, you know? Um, I said, what kind of what kind of drink? Oh, this is a hibiscus drink. You asked me what kind of, this is a hibiscus drink I'm drinking. So we asked, what kind of, what kind of, um, we're, we're like, oh, like, it doesn't matter. Like, it's, it's, uh, it's, not, it's my religion. Like, I, I want to feel this way. I want to believe this. I want to believe this. It's what I believe. So I believe that these kind of people don't deserve this. And these kind of people don't deserve this. You know, all of these biases and these phobias and things seem to root directly from highly, um, um, highly held religious beliefs, you know, things that people aren't even willing to move on. They're not willing to shift on their beliefs. And so they instantly see the other person who doesn't believe that as the enemy or in need of convincing, you know, you can't really form a genuine relationship with a person who's not in your cult. Mm. Now I think of religion, I think of a legalized cult. You know, the same way that there's some businesses that are certified and have licenses, and in some businesses that don't have no licenses, but they still, they both operate, they both generate income. One pays taxes, one doesn't. Um, one is certified as safe by the establishment. One, one of them rise under the radar of the system. You know, they're very similar. It's very, very similar. And I think that is the situation. Like, like when, when we have a, a system that's receiving governmental benefits, like being tax, like tax-free, like these, these systems and these churches and organizations, they don't even have any taxes that they have to pay. A lot of times, depending on where they are, depending on what state they are and things like that, or what country you're in, a lot of them get so many different benefits that are undeserved, which is so good, you guys. I'm living for this burger. They get so many benefits that are undeserved, so much self-righteousness based on, 
you know, complete hogwash, you know, these religions have been birthed. Like, for example, like Christianity. Christianity was birthed as a united form, like a united um, establishment with the government to control the people. You know, even in the, in the Roman eras, the Christianity that we're experiencing now was mainly formed in the Roman areas, the Roman era where they wanted to use like basically mental warfare to to subdue the people and keep them under, you know, under a moral compass that allows them to not have to have as many um, police officers or like, what do you call it, um, as much um, authority, authoritative figures to hold the peace or keep ranks on the people. They would do it themselves if their religion, if their religious be beliefs were held high enough to their hearts or to whatever, you know, and it's left us in a situation where we're not able to think correctly anymore. We're not able to, not even correctly, just freely. Because there's no free thought. Everybody's filtering their thought through this insanity of um, of the different religious beliefs that, and the different interpretations of these beliefs. So the crazy part is that some people may believe, they may interpret the religion in a beautiful way. They may be like, oh, wow, well, I just I just think religion is love and da, da, da. And that's okay, fine, whatever, that's cute. Um, I still think it limits them because it allows them to not think outside of the compounds of that of that thought process of that religion and that itself blocks the potential of a human being you know like if you're if you're only feeling like oh this is how the world is and this is just how it is this is my religion this is what i believe respect my beliefs well i have to say i respectfully do not respect the belief i don't respect these beliefs it's really challenging to respect something that's causing harm around the world what's up what's up good to see you Good to see you, Cecil. Oh my God, love it. I love that you're here. Eat a chicken sandwich. Talking about how um how religion is dangerous. <laughs> um, with my napkin at. Oh, I have any napkin. Okay. So when people are feeling that they can just sit within. That religion and it's like everything's gonna be solved for that for that part. I know there's some comfort in it. They feel like, oh, this religion's gonna solve all my problems. If I have an issue, I have to ask God about it. If something bad happens, it's God's will. Something good happens, it's God's blessing. Um, and they leave it at that. Part of that's a good thing. Part of that um, promotes the acceptance of reality. It's the beautiful thing to, to promote acceptance in life because you don't want to oppose the natural flow of life. And so that part, it could be debatable that that may be beneficial. Now, you can have that without having religion, though. You can have a free mind, like, and without, without knowing. I think a lot of people, too, want to know what's the situation? Like, what is the reason, the purpose of life? What is the purpose of, um, like, why do we exist? How do we get created? All these kind of things. People want to think those things. And so, then they settle for a religious compound of a belief, and then they stick right there. They're just like, okay, well, this is how I'm going to explain this. This is how I'm going to live. This keeps me comfortable. Well, life isn't technically meant to be comfortable. You know, um, life can be whatever way that you decide to like to go about it. It's a it's a brief life for a lot of us. Um, even even at the longest, even if we lived 150 years, that's still brief compared to the bigger picture of Earth. And so, if we were able to ponder bigger thoughts outside of the compound the compounds of like the sorry the compounds of like this is my religion this happened this is what the bible says i'm gonna believe this i'm gonna believe this like 
anybody tells me differently is my enemy. You know, poor people who don't think the same way as I do, they're wretched and they need, you know, like people go to that, to that extreme. And it's a, it's a common situation to the point where it's caused major wars in our world um, and major, a major um, halt to our, tech, tech, uh, our technological advancements. Because people, for a while, some religions were blocking technology, saying it was of the devil and it was evil. You know, imagine how far we could have been if religion wasn't blocking us from the possibilities that are, you know? Mm. Cecil says that's so true. You know, I feel like it's, as somebody whose whole family, like most of my family's religion, religious, almost all of them, um, Anytime you have anytime you have an argument with them, or you have like a disagreement, it always goes back to God. Like, well, we we'll have to agree to disagree because God says this, and you know I know you don't believe in all that stuff and the God stuff, but God says this, and you know you're a heathen in a way, you know. Tesla says you're so interesting. I love listening to you. You have. I have to head back to work. Love and light. Love you too. Have a beautiful day at work. I hope you're having fun. I hope you're on set. I hope you're on a really cool set. Today, I, w I want to be on set so badly, but I have, to, I have so much work to do at home. Um, but so good to see you. I hope to see you in person soon. Toast, uh, burger toast to you. <laughs> see you soon. Um, so back to what I so what I was saying on this on the um on the situation when it comes to when it comes to religion um, blocking our ability to even have dialogue with our loved ones. Then it forms resentments on top of that. Without dialogue, it's hard to have understanding. If you know that someone's going to always take it to, well, God says this and God says that, but you don't believe in God and you don't believe that these words even have value. Like, I don't believe in any of this, any of it has value, really. I think there's ways to try to, like, make the best of a bad situation. Uh, love and light. Love and light to you, too. Um, but, yeah, so I... Like, there's a way to make a, be a best of a bad situation when it comes to certain religions. You're like, well, at least these people are joining together to help, you know, rebuild a house or help feed the hungry or things like that, you know? But in reality, that a person without that belief can do the same thing, you know? So is the, da the damage and the danger of these religions worth the small, debatable benefits, you know, of, u of unity in a community? Um, I believe that people can unify in truth, in truth and reality. And the truth is, a lot of a lot of us don't know a lot of these things. A lot of us don't know why, where we were before we were born. We don't know where we where we were gonna go after. I mean, honestly, no one knows that. So people will say they do, and they say like, "I died and came back to life." They didn't die. They're still alive. You know, they they may say they died. They may say, "I saw the light. I saw the light." It's like, okay, like what do we do with that? Even if they let's say they did die and they came back to life, well. How were they even gone long enough to have a, um, to have a trustable, what's the word, a, um, a trustworthy experience, a trustworthy experience in the afterlife, whatever that means, if there even is an afterlife, or was that all part of the dying process that, that they experienced, that the near-death experience of seeing the light or whatever, you know, like they didn't actually go to the other side or whatever, if there even is other side. People are saying this other side. They may not be. They may. This may be the only time we have consciousness now, which is another important thing, because a lot of religious people think I'm gonna do this, this, and that because I have an afterlife coming, and 
you know, I better be safe than sorry. That's the one I hate the most. When I hear somebody say, well, it's better to just believe in something, to believe in a religion or something, because I better be safe than sorry. Like, I would hate to die and then end up in, in hell or something. And it's like, that is one of the most insane ways to think of it, because they're saying that there is no, no, um, that religion is innocent. And that's, that's a lie in itself. We've seen the danger and damage that, that religion has caused in our world over the years. You know, since it's, a, since it's a, a inception, it's been causing chaos. Mm. This burger is so good. Um, since the beginning, since the very beginning, chaos. Um, it's important to recognize that. Because if that's the case, then it isn't no, what's the worst that can happen? Like, I better be safe than sorry. No, because now you're wasting your life. Now, if you're not right, you've all of a sudden wasted your whole life and put yourself in a space where you've missed the big point of this experience. You missed the ability to be free in your lifetime, you know, in our hundred years on earth, if we even have that. Some of us don't even have close to a hundred years. I know people who are passing away at in their thirties. I'm 31 right now, so that's terrifying to see people who are going through that. But it's real life. It's real life things that, that are happening. And it breaks my heart for them to think that, oh, I have all this time afterwards. And then they just miss out on all the life and all the opportunities they have right now. They feel like they can waste time. They, they go to church services every Sunday to, you know, try to strengthen this made-up belief, you know, to re-brainwash themselves in case they stumble that they scald it or forget And then one of the biggest, one of the biggest bizarreties is that religion creates this concept of sin. Now, we make a big deal about sin. Like, sin is so bad, you go to hell for it, we're all sinners, and I'm, I'm not a sinner. I don't believe in any of that. Um, you're born a sinner, you're this, you're that. I don't believe in any of that, right? But the bizarreity is that the people who do believe in it, They'll still go and sin. They'll know all of that and still go and sin, which means that some part of them, they want to sin. Like, if you're going to sin, that means you want to do that. People only do things they want to do, you know? Like, people are in the spaces that they want to be in. They may say, like, oh, this happened to me. I'm a victim of this. I'm a victim of that. But in reality... If somebody, especially when it's a pattern, a lot of people, a lot of the situations people are in are because they want to be in it. You know, they want it to be in a chaotic space. Even if something really bad happens to them, they choose to be still miserable about it or they choose to, mm, to, to suffer longer than necessary. It's tragic. Mm, burger. It's honestly extremely tragic to suffer more than necessary. That alone should be enough to be like, you know what, maybe I should rethink if religion's for me. You know, I should rethink if if I really am, if there really isn't a, um, if there really is any benefit to this that outweighs all of the terrible negatives. 
that caused so much chaos and actual real war and real human loss and real families being broken apart and real judgment and, you know, unsafety for the LGBT community, Q community, whatever. And, you know, people who, you know, my, my religion says that I should be against it, so I believe you shouldn't be able to live. I believe that, you're, that your existence is a sin, you know? People believe that. These religions have a whole different effect. Hold on. I have to lick my hand. Mm. Salt taste too. Um, so I just really, I really wish that people would be able to recognize it soon enough for the sake of the world, for the sake of the environment, because when we think there's an afterworld and we think there's like a big spiritual war battle or whatever happening, people start feeling like the earth that we're on is a hell of a type, you know, so they don't worry about destroying our environment. They're not worried about are the next generation coming in, you know, that they're going to have an opportunity to live on this earth before all the resources, you know, are stolen from the middle of the earth. And we start poisoning our water. We need this water. We need our water. We need, we need the ice, um, the icebergs and stuff. And we need these animals that are going extinct. You know, they're all part of our ecosystem. But yet we're just going crazily destroying them all because we think there's an afterlife. You know, people think like, oh my God, there's an afterlife, so I don't, I can be a little reckless in this world. You know, as long as I forget, get forgiveness before, some religions don't have the forgiveness. You know, and some people say like, oh, well, I'm Buddhist, I'm not religion. Well, you know, there is some religion to that too. I know people say that it's not, but there is religion to Buddhism. You know, like anything you're part of, you're now being, um, you're now being categorized under what beliefs or what um, stereotypes people have of those people. And that's a dangerous thing. Stereotypes are dangerous. You know, there's no communication after certain stereotypes are um, assigned to you. Some people will not communicate with you further. And some of those people, you have to communicate with in this life to get you out of a really rough situation possibly or like you know just in life in general like you shouldn't you shouldn't have to be um like your religion shouldn't have to block you from some of the resources that are real like some some people in the past were blocked from different loans or being able to eat certain places or do like all kind of things and live somewhere all kind of things they were blocked from because of their religion you know or the religion of the person blocking them. Um, I think that there's no, I've looked at all the religions uh, I've studied so many of them and I haven't found any one of them that really promotes freedom of any type. It's all kind of like a, a kind of fear tactics. And that's another part. Religion is so fear-based to the point where a lot of religions immediately tell you that you're supposed to fear God because they're all powerful and you know if you do wrong then God's gonna get you you know that's the basis of religion you don't do right God's gonna get you God's gonna get you you know it's a very brainwashed slavery type of mindset and it's taught by a lot of slave masters back in, in history throughout history slave masters use religion to block the ability of 
the natural mind to recognize that it's enslaved. You know, that's why when Kanye said like, oh, slavery is a choice to some people, he meant brainwashing. He meant that at a certain point, you start choosing slavery due to the brainwashing that you suffered. People didn't get it. It went right over their head and they immediately attacked it. The whole media attacked what he was saying because they knew that if people recognized that at, at a certain point, you're choosing your slavery because you've been brainwashing to thinking it's a better option, it just, it, it would cause complete chaos. So you have to demonize any person who could ever say something like that. You know, oh my gosh, how could that person say that you chose to be slaved? Oh my God, you know? I discussed that multiple times on my channel that people, like, they didn't get what he was saying at that point. You know, and I don't really agree with everything Kanye does because, you know, Kanye's all about pushing like, oh, Jesus is king and stuff. And he's doing all this kind of religion and Sunday services and all that, whatever, that's he's doing him. He was born into religion too. He lost his mother. So he's kind of like, you know, probably trying to get some um, nostalgia from the, from the black church since his mother's gone. And I get that. And my mom goes to church. And like, I, if my mom passed, I would be sad too. And I would, I would like kind of reminisce. And I don't know if I'll go to churches because I really don't, I don't respect churches, but that is somewhere where she's, where she goes. And so I can see there'd be some nostalgia in these environments. Um, but I never lost my mom, so I can't, I can't like really resonate with that. And I hope, I hope to not be able to resonate with that for a long time. Um, Eli says, white supremacy beating Christian in our ancestors' heads. That's right. They wouldn't even let the Christians, they wouldn't even let black people read anything. They would read the Bible to them so that they could know that the Bible says a whole sec, there's a whole book about how to be a good slave and how to be a good slave master. In the Bible. You know? In the Bible, straight up. So, I just really am heartbroken that we're going to continue to live in kind of the, um, like the, the, the dark ages. Like, we're still in the dark ages right now. Like, people, with the amount of technology and, and, and information we have, it makes me sad that people are religious. It really makes me really sad because I'm like, dang, imagine what these minds could do. If they weren't stuck in this brainwashing of religion. Imagine what, what could be possible. A lot of people are very depressed. And they don't realize that the depression. could The religion could have a very big part in their depression. You know. That idea that. Oh my gosh. I'm originally sinful. Like I was born a sinner. I just have to get it right. I'm just so wrong. I'm such a bad person. I was walking through Hermosa Beach a few days ago. Which I loved over there. So beautiful. Um. And there was this girls, not girls, they're women, because they're all like probably in their high school, like they're probably in college or something. And there were women playing volleyball. And one of the, one of the women hits over, um, hits like one of the, the balls over, you know, how you, you, you hit it back and forth. She hits it and she hits the net. She's like, oh my God, I'm such an idiot. Oh, God. and I'm like, hmm, interesting. That's an interesting place to go right to. Like, meanwhile, this is where I'm standing on this gorgeous, beautiful day. And I'm sure she didn't, she was upset about it, but she wasn't, like, actually super mad. You know, like she, but she said those words, and those words are powerful. And I know that some part of her meant that, for her to say that. I would never say I'm an idiot when it came to the situation. I'm like, I'm not an idiot. No, I'm not an idiot. That's not me. I don't know who you're talking about. Like, I'd be like, who? I'd be asking myself, who am I talking to? Not me. Not me being an idiot, you know? And so that's just, that's just how I feel. 
but she said it so like so quickly I, I i knew that she didn't even realize she was saying it like it was just something that's second nature and none of her friends stopped her and said you're not an idiot susan or whatever her name is um you're not an idiot let's, let's do the next game they just all were like they laughed it off and kept playing you know and i was like you know there's a part like the root of that of that sentence i don't know if she's religious or not but even if she's not religious that root of that sentence of I'm an idiot comes from I'm a sinner from birth. You know, it comes from that religion, that religious aspect of I'm a sinner from birth. You know, it's like very, it's a rough situation. Like you can't, like how do you, where do you go from that space when you feel like you're eternally a sinner from your core? You know, whatever that, and you're, and you're making up what sin means. Um, certified says that bell keeps on going off. <laughs> you know, that's the church nearby. They're telling you to pray every hour. Make sure you forget, don't forget that God exists. Don't forget. Ooga. About time I'm wearing my shirt that says God ain't real. It says God ain't real on there. You see it? God ain't real. Because it's true. God isn't real. Like, we're, we make it up. Like, it's it's similar to schizophrenia. Um, For real, I'd be going through, through depression and anxiety. Through, okay, so certified says they'd be going through depression and anxiety. Um, And I understand. You know, I've been depressed all my life. You know, since I was younger. Since, and I was born into religion. Um, I was always, we were always going to church every, every week, probably two or three times a week we were going to church, uh, which is insane. I have friends who would never want to church. You know, one of my best friends, he never, he never went to church growing up. Um, his family didn't, like, and he, I feel like he's way more free. I'm thankful I have him in my life because I get to see what freedom looks like because I didn't get to have that situation. Like, I didn't get to have a free mind uh, with parents who just accepted him as he was in that kind of way. You know, of course, they went through their things up and downs, but like, you know, the, the religion part really stunts you. And so I'm happy to have somebody who who doesn't who, who didn't have to suffer through that situation. Um, and when I went through um, when I went through that, my depressions and things, it it was really rooted in that religion part at the beginning and like not being able to connect with people because they like their conversation started and ended with this imaginary figure that I did not believe in and still do not believe in because it's, it, I know where it came from. I learned the history of these religions and, and how political they are. You know, even the Vatican, the Vatican's over here being used for all kinds of political motives. You know, the Pope and stuff. One of the Popes is supposed to be stepping down soon or something. There's some rumor of that. It's a business, it's a company, you know? It's a, it's a full out company that these religions are. And the faster we see that, the more we can unlock ourselves and realize, hey, maybe I never was a sinner. Maybe I'm just living my life. Maybe like life is ups and downs and I don't need to judge myself on that. Maybe if I don't hit a ball over a net, this is a plastic ball with air in it that they were playing at, at the beach. And a beautiful, gorgeous day, the most perfect sun outside. The, the, um, the water was just so beautiful. Like there's not even that crowd on the beach. Perfect, gorgeous day. But yet she's an idiot because she didn't hit the ball over the over the net, you know. And I'm not trying to trying to be harsh on her because I don't even know her. This person I was literally walking by. I like to just walk sometimes and I overhear conversations, and I love to just kind of just 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 think about it. You know, I don't really I don't overthink it. I just accept it and kind of hear what's what I'm what I'm hearing. You know. Mm. Amazing. Um, I hear what I hear. I go from there. Um, one thing that I found though is that that goes deeper. 
that goes into like let's say you don't pass a test or something and or you um you have a naughty thought what's a naughty thought you know what's a naughty thought some people don't believe in god for real yeah they don't some people just are part of churches because they um because they want to be a part of a community and i understand that and i resonate and i have empathy for that because the church communities are pretty organized i'll give them that but you got to be organized if you're going to brainwash people you got to be organized you know but i'll tell you what those same organized churches if you start changing your beliefs let's say you get really involved in that church and then you start changing your beliefs let's say you even change the way you want to interpret this imaginary book that who, who knows who was written by ask any person from church from any religion like who wrote this book who really wrote they don't know who wrote these books these books have been so much tampered with they just lie and say oh somebody magical wrote it god knows who wrote it god ordained it god allowed it to be written what kind of craziness is that so you're saying the book that proves that god is real apparently was written by somebody we don't know but god the one that, that's supposed to be proven in this book approves the book that's written about him that nobody knows who wrote and it's a him apparently you know it's just it's a loop it's a loop and it just the second you start going outside of that realm and start interpreting things like you know what actually i don't think that this happened on the sabbath day i think it actually happened on a tuesday this particular thing where this sacrifice happened in this book in this in the book of matthew and job or whatever um and instantly you're gonna get oh wait well you think what there is your, your own community in your church but like you think what oh gosh how evil of you to think that oh my god i'm gonna pray for you i'm gonna pray for you because you're just like wicked like, you obviously need me help like, i can't believe you would interpret it interpret it that way that's a sick way to interpret it oh my gosh it's definitely what the sabbath day that's how we do that's how we paint these eggs on this day because it's a sabbath how dare you you know it's like instantly attacking you are not able to evolve and to expand your mind and the, and the human mind is meant to expand unless it's forcibly confined in a space to where it becomes un um what's the word it becomes non-threatening the mind becomes non-threatening when you confine it and that part right there is so scary that they want you to be non-threatening you know like it's like what does that mean like you want me to you want to belittle my ability to expand my mind so that i cannot be a threat to your agenda that's what you want me to be in this religion for and now i have this community community that i think that loves me or you know i've been to i've been to churches i've been to churches in a second that i didn't believe in things they cast you away and i'm thankful they do now because i don't want to be a part of that kind of dogma or anything i don't want any of that um certified says some um what are you doing after this live oh after this live today i honestly what on this trash truck trash truck is going by right now it's the loudest house in the world over here like it's a big house but i tell y'all what like i was gonna do a music studio here and i'm like this house is just so many loud things happening all the time there's like paramedics that go through the church bells are always ringing there's just so much like there's gardeners coming all the time like there's just so much happening over here so i don't know if i can do a music studio <laughs> in this house um but for one second i, I will talk about um that this episode is brought to you by rockmercury.com rockmercury.com has fashion nfts um, all kind of deals with our partners. We have all types of community for the Rockers and Mercuryans. So visit rockmercury.com. 
um, and you know check out the things some of the things I've designed I've designed a lot of great creations that people love on there but check it out um, so what am I doing so you asked me what am I doing after this live that's what certified asked me um, I'm, I'm thinking of going over to Manhattan Beach again and um, or Hermosa Beach which is near which is right next door to Manhattan Beach and just kind of walking through and I love taking a nice walk in the sun I'm giving myself the gift of that you know I don't walk over here at all because it's kind of like it's, it's a nice area. These houses are very nice. Like, they're very expensive houses, but the area is still needs some more gentrification. <laughs> it's still mid-gentrification process, so it needs to... It has some more work to do. Like, the other day, I think I told you guys that there was um, there was three stray dogs just walking up on the street. Two of them looked like wolves, and one of them was like a Labrador, just walking on their own. And then the other day, I was driving off, and it was two pit bulls. Just walk, just walking on their own out here. And I say, you know what? What I'm not gonna do is be walking around here and just getting attacked by some stray dogs. That's a mess. But when you're in Manhattan Beach and Hermosa Beach, there are leash leech law uh, leash laws for your dogs. Um, there's no dogs just running around. Like you can't even have dogs on that beach. You can have them on the sidewalk, but you, they, it's very controlled over there. You know, there's this one woman who's walking with her dog off leash and. It seemed like a sweet dog, but I'm like, girl, you should not be having your dog off leash anywhere over here. Like, dogs, you don't, you don't know what dog a dog's mind is gonna do. Like, there's so many other animals and people over here. That dog goes and bites somebody, some bites a kid, a bite, or it gets, or it gets attacked by another dog that's like, out, you know, going crazy or something. Like, that's a lawsuit. You know, that's why. Like, I, I keep my dog here. Like, I, we walk out in the backyard and our side yard and stuff because I can't trust yet that he is not going to just have a reaction to something because he's traumatized too from the kill shelter I adopted him from. Love him dearly. I don't want anything to happen to him. If something were to happen to him and I have to put him to sleep because of that because sometimes the, the law system will force you to do that. If, if, if your dog does something then you, you're responsible and then they're like, oh, well, the dog has to be put down which is heartbreaking and I could not survive that. Like, I, I would, that would destroy my heart. Um, and so I'm not, I'm not even speaking that to existence. Like I rebuke that <laughs> in the name of Jesus, I rebuke it. <laughs> As I talked about religion is not real, but, um, but yeah, I rebuke that to be honest. Like I just do not want anything like that to happen. But so I like to go back, go by myself and I walk, um, and I, you know, just listen and, um, absorb the water, absorb, absorb the sounds. I used to go with earphones in when I go walk, but now I just like to just meditate, you know? For people who feel like, oh, I need, I love prayer and prayer keeps me balanced. Well, try meditation because meditation is a, even a more freeing version of prayer. You know, with prayer, people say you got to pray the right way and you got to, um, or, or if you're begging God or something for what you want. You know, prayers are very selfish. Um, I think meditation it's selfish too, in a way, but it's expansive. You don't know where you're going with it. I usually go meditate and I think about something that I'm like contemplating right now. Like I'm contemplating a few business deals and how I want to go about um, forming the contract for some things, you know? I'm contemplating the way I want to go about it. Um, and I will... So I will like go meditate and just have that in the back of my head and let it come to me naturally. 
I don't force my brain into it. I don't tell myself, I did a bad job praying, or I didn't pray long enough, or oh, God's mad at me, or something, so, so, so. Like, I don't do any of that. I enjoy the beauty of the moment, and I feel free. Like, there's, like, I'm not afraid. It's not like a, oh, I have to be, just because I don't believe in a lot of these religions or, or any of these things, um, doesn't mean that I don't have a value for the present moment and now and, and the life. You know, I don't, I don't have a fear of anything. I don't have a fear of death. I don't fear of anything. Like, why should I have a fear? Why should, should I just live my whole life fearing that just because I don't know what's going to happen? Even these pastors in the churches have no idea. They have no idea what's going to happen after. They just say what they, what they read in this book, but any intelligent person who is not brainwashed enough to um, look at the history of these books knows the corruptness of the messages in these books. They know it, they understand it, they see it, it's clear to them. Because they don't have any biases. When you have a bias, then you're like, oh gosh, here goes another atheist. Here goes this. Oh, they're going to attack this. You know, you instantly attack the person who's bringing you another perspective. You know, some more information about your book. But somehow, like, religious people always want to stop out, stop off at some amount of information. Like, there's always a certain amount that's enough for them. Like, I just want to know this much, and then that's it. That's it. I don't want to know anywhere else. No, I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy with what I know. Happy with, like, they, that's, it has to be that way, because if they didn't, then it would be, they would be too expensive to be able to, to be able to confine their minds into a religion. If they didn't stop at stop their knowledge at a certain point, then they screwed themselves over. Cause it's like, oh gosh, like they, they think themselves out of religion, you know? So I think that's super important to recognize that like religion itself is limiting by nature. The concept of God is limiting by nature. It's telling you that it's God's will and not your will. It's taking the power away from the present moment. It's filtering everything that's happening through an interpretation of a corrupted book and a limiting belief structure. So, I just hope, like, I don't, this video is not, the purpose isn't to change somebody's mind or whatever. It might. The purpose is to see, you know, look internally and see if you can see limitations. And do you want to live with limitations? Some people love limitations. Limitations is security in a way, you know? Like, I like, I like limitations too in certain things. Like, I love limitations in the places I live. Like, my next place I get, I want to have, a, um... I want to have a gated community where it's limited of who gets to come in. I want to have more security and like I want an HOA that limits what can happen to these houses. So I'm not driving around looking at some pink house like a down the street over here. Some ugly pink house, some ugly random green color house that was just the ugliest kind of shade of green in the world. It looks like a crayon box. Like I want those types of limitations. You know, those make me feel safer and secure because I understand that these are rules for this community so that I can at least go somewhere and have some type of structure. Like in a way, maybe the HOA is religion in a way. Some, some people feel that way. Some people feel like the HOA has too much power. For me, I want that sometimes. Sometimes I want to live on, my, on a lot of property in, this, in my own land. That sounds even better a lot of times, like to, to make my own rules and 
hire my own security team, that sounds even nicer. But if I want to be around people, if I want to be close to the city, it's going to be hard to buy land close to the city and then have my own rules on it and have my own gates and stuff like that. Like most of the land is like gridlocked. So you had to go to something that's already established and it may have an HOA. That's the only amount of structure that I'm willing to conform for. Something that's like, I feel like is worth it for safety, something that's real. But even that is more real than these religions are. Even a structure like a HOA has a purpose, has history. We know who the HOA leader is. We pay every month to something we know we're gonna get. We see the budget, like there's meetings, HOA meetings and stuff, like we know what's happening. And even even then there's still scams for HOA. <laughs> Which means homeowner association. Mm. So I just would like people to not only question yourself if you're religious and try to see like if you enjoy the limitations that you're experiencing, but also to better understand the people who are religious around you. Maybe you're not religious religious and you're watching this in the future or at any time. Maybe this will give you a better understanding of the brainwashing that the people you care about that are connected with you are going through so that you don't take things as personal. And you realize that, you know, when the people are, people are part of these groups, they'll do absurd things, you know? Like, when I got married, yeah, it was to, it was to a man, so it was like a LGBT wedding, or marriage or something like that, you know. I had family members, uh, one particular one, who was religious, and they decided that they were going to use their religion to try to separate our family in that moment, to try to attack the union and the history and the the, um, the bond that we have as a family. They didn't win completely. I don't mess with that one person anymore. I'm not going to say their name because I already deleted their name out of my consciousness. I don't even, like, they, they don't exist to me. But because, like, they chose, they chose to weaponize their religion to justify it and, and do some very heinous things towards me. And it's just bizarre. Looking back at it, it's like, wow. Like, this person felt justified in doing this terrible thing just because of this belief that they have. But yet, when I bring up my feelings about their belief, which I don't even care. Like, I only, only bring it up if they ask me. I don't even care. They can believe what they want to believe. Like, I don't, I try not to be involved in any of that. But even with me not being involved in it, they still find a way to involve me to a point where they have to, like, they needed somebody to attack. And the, the religious group around them encouraged them to take action. They were encouraged and um, peer pressured into doing it. Now, I still blame the person, not the people, not the people peer pressuring them, because the person knows me. They, we've been, they've known me since I was a kid. Like, young, young, young. Um, like, in elementary school, you know? And so, so, for them to do the choice that they did, it's, I blame them. Like, who cares if these people are peer pressuring? You're a grown person. This person was in their late 30s at this point. You know, when they decided to attack me the way they did. Um, and so, I just, I just... I see the danger. I see the danger caused to the, to cause it to the mental health of the youth that are forced into these religions and told that if they don't believe such and such, then... And they're um, banished from the family, or um, even worse, they get attacked physically or emotionally. 
it's not fair. It's not right. It's not fair. It's not right. Um, I wish people were free from it. Now, something I didn't mention in this video is at one point I was a pastor. At one point, I was doing praise and worship every every week, multiple times, for thousands of people, thousands. You know, I had my own reasons for doing it at the time. I wanted to do it because I love to do music. I, ne I never really fully believed in these religions. I was just forced into it. I always saw right through it. I always used to ask like, oh, well, if God made everything, then who made God? And then I would immediately get shut down by any any children's service or, you know, school, like church, like the church schools, you know, how they do, like Christian school and all that stuff. You get shut down because they don't know the answer to that. And they feel like it's blasphemous to even think that God can be made. You know, but I always knew that God was made, made up, made up. And they were afraid of that. A kid asking this, they couldn't even answer that question. To the point where I got in trouble for asking it. A genuine question with no malice. I was a kid. And I always remember, remember so I always remember that because I know that whenever you get people, whenever you find the edge of people's beliefs or what they're willing to shift on, that's when you see the weaknesses, the big weaknesses. They, they didn't know the answers to that. That's why they were so offended. They had no idea. And they felt it blasphemous to ask something that they didn't know. And they didn't want to ask the question themselves. So part of why they reacted so, um, so harshly toward me was because they were trying to shut that thought, that question out of their own mind, thinking that the question itself was sinful. When it's logic, it, it makes common sense to me. Like you're saying that this, this being creates everything. It's an omnipotent being that knows and sees everything, but it creates everything. Like the first question you would ask is who created that being? That's what I would think, but nobody, nobody was asking that. Nobody felt safe enough to ask that. But by their reaction, I knew that they all were thinking it. And why would you want to be a part of religion? Well, you can't say what you think. Well, you can't say it like you mean it. You can't expand yourself. What's the point of school if you can't learn? So, there's an issue when our whole government structure, we're supposed to be free Americans, you know, but it's all one, one nation under God with liberty and justice for all. How are you going to have a nation under God with liberty and justice for all when not all believe in God? Not all are brainwashed. So how do you have that? It's like a, it's a oxymoron, you know? So I just like, I don't think people understand how dangerous religion is. Like I really don't think people get it. And as somebody who's wasted, I feel like I got so much of my time wasted in these religions and it makes, it makes you so lonely. Now I love my alone time. I think it's amazing. I live for being alone. I never want to date. I never want to be married. I don't want any of this stuff. But religion makes you feel those things too. They're like, oh, you need a partner and your man at the head of the household. The misogyny of it all. Whoever told men they could be the head of anything? Men came out of women. Men come right out of women. How is it possible that men can be the head of anything? 
when you need a woman to birth, to, like, it's just, it doesn't make any sense. The woman's pushing the head of the man out of them. How does that work? It doesn't work. But these books, you know, create the illusion of it, and they just write whatever they want to write. You know, that's the way to keep power. And over time, we just keep reading it enough till we believe it's true. And then we start, like, in religion, we start to process the random occurrences that happen around us as, oh, it's a message from God. It's a message. Oh, my gosh. Oh, this happened because of God. But then the crazy part is that when terrible things happen, oh, my goodness, God is God is mad at us. God is treating us a lesson. God, this, God. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, what in the world that like you're saying he can do anything, but you're saying that this, this atrocity that's going on, let's say, let's say, for example, the Uvalde incident, where now they're tearing down the school where the incident happened. I can't talk about what it is right now because, you know, I can't talk about it on here. Like, it'll, I'll get, um, I'll get censored. But that incident happens, and now they feel like they have to tear down the whole school. They don't want any teachers or school or kids to go back there again because of what happened. Okay. But it seems sinister. We're just okay with that. We're like, oh, yeah, that's right. It's so horrible that these things happen in there. Yeah, it's really messed up. It's terrible. Nobody ever deserves to go through what those kids went through or, or and the teachers or anyone, you know. But to tear the whole place down, it seems like there's more of a reason why they're doing that, you know. But the first thing people do when these things happen, let me pray for the victim. Let me pray for this. Pray for that. They don't get up and go make moves and see, wait, why are they going to go tear this down? They just instantly think, like, yeah, that's so horrid. That that happened. Like, there's no way I want my kid to go back to that school after that. If this is so sad for them, like, they they go instantly into the space of, like, oh, my gosh, I get it. You tear it all down. Well, what if they're hiding something, and that's why they're tearing it down? What if they don't want certain evidence out? What if they don't want people to see that we really, really went down? We don't know. That's just one instance. But because religion blocks us from taking action to try to figure out, like, hey, this is sketchy. What's happening here? The second I saw that story, I know people were thinking at first, they're like, oh, that's that's, man, that's smart. Take Tear the whole place down. You know, like, make it a shopping mall or something different that the kids don't have to go to anymore. Um, but there's a deeper picture to all of this. Like, and they just lie to us in so many ways that it's hard to even know what's real anymore, but that's what the religion blocks us. Like, we think that by the time we prayed about something, that we've done something. That's another huge issue. People are like, well, I, I, I prayed about it. Um, you have you, you have a month to live. Oh, gosh, I better start praying. Um, how about trying to either maybe change the food you're eating or change or find some way to keep living? Like, if this person tells you that, is there any other way? Any other chance to be able to continue living? Is there any other chance or are you going to just believe this one person's belief on that? You know, is there any other way? But you just sitting there praying, That how is that going to help your situation? Now, if it was meditation, that might be different. You may be able to find a solution or some kind of way to even be at peace with the end. That's fine too. Like, I'm not afraid of death. It's not about that part. It's about, like, to think that when you're faced with a dire situation and you go right to this prayer and think that's enough that's dangerous it's very dangerous because it's like it's a lazy way first of all because you don't take action on it and then it's dangerous because it's can cause even more chaos because nobody's standing up they're all just praying and nobody cares about prayer because 
There's nobody, nobody to listen to it. Who's listening to your prayer? Who's listening to it? Makes me so sad. Makes me so, so sad when I see people who work their behinds off. And like me, I've worked my behind off so many times. Then you tell your, you tell your family or something the, that oh this this thing's happened. It's fine. I'm mean, a blessing happened. A good thing happened or whatever. Um, oh God is good. I've been praying for you. God is good. Um, I was up for the last forty eight hours working my behind off. My fingers are bleeding. Um, my eyes can barely see. I'm so tired. Um, you're saying that God did what? To who? To where? That's not a reliable source. You know. Like that's that's so frustrating. You work your you work so hard on something, and then people think, "Oh, this that's good old God. It's good old." And it's like so dismissive and disrespectful to just give all that credit to some random imaginary being. Not that you need the credit at all. Like I, I don't suggest anybody needing credit or caring about that. But it's just so. It's like how do you have a conversation after that? How do you have a convo after you know what you did to make this happen, but yet? Now this random imaginary person they believe in is the reason why you um why you have what you have. Why you have what you work for. Mm. Certified says people will say anything. They really will. They'll say anything. Um they'll really believe it. They'll really believe it and I believe that God told me this and God told me that. Mm-mm. I cuss the people out that come to my door whenever they're the Jehovah's Witness or whatever. I tell them, like, I believe in the devil because I don't. But, like, I just tell them anything to get them away from my house until they put me on the list to where they don't knock on my door anymore at all, thankfully. I don't. I feel like it's disrespectful to come to my door, walk on my property, and then try to tell me lies. And then the second that I want to, like, have a discussion about it and tell you why, why what you believe is lies, now I'm attacking. Now I'm... Now you're offended. You have to walk away now. You know? It's like, what a waste. Um, it's very hard to believe people. I don't believe anyone. To certify. Um, certified says, will the world ever end? Um, uh, definitely. There's, there's an expiration date to all of this. The earth itself has an expiration date. That's why there's lava underneath. I ate all of it. All delicious. So, I have a minute and 35 seconds left. And I think the focus shouldn't be so much on when the world's going to end, but it should be on how to enjoy the world while you're here. You know, enjoy the world while you're here. There's so much beauty to enjoy. I'm going to go enjoy some now. I'm going to go to the, to the beach, have a beautiful meditational walk, and kind of think about some next things I have going on in my businesses. I'm excited about it. I love living. It's so great. And if I, and if I die on this trip or if I die anytime, I died. Okay. Had a great life. I lived my life. I loved it. You know, it's not that deep. Um, I see people certified, certified says that people don't think they be in the wrong. They don't, they'll say whatever they can to justify what they're doing or make it in alignment with their imaginary deity. And it's just, it's mind numbing. So I think that for now, there's no way to solve religion for everyone, no way to stop it. But if we can at least have more empathy for what people are feeling and then not value these opinions as much. That's that's freedom. Like I still love people. I, I still love people who are religious. I have a lot of religious family, but I don't value what they say. I don't. 
I listen to it. I'm like, some things may be valuable. Some, if, I, if I find value, but I'm not just going to inherently value it just because we're family. So anyways, rock on Mercurians. Visit rockmercury.com. Link is in the bio. Thank you so much for joining me today. And I will see you all soon. Have a beautiful, wonderful day. And God bless you because God ain't real. But still stay blessed. Bye.